episode we're going to be breaking down the movie interstellar disclaimer if you haven't watched the movie yet it'll probably be a little hard to catch on to the plot and the small details but even if you haven't you can try to you know follow along because we're going to be mainly discovering the sciences rather than the actual plot right. of the movie mm-hmm. it's going to so, be yeah. supplemented yeah by the plot. so um try to stay along if you haven't watched it but we do recommend watching the movie before mm-hmm. you listen in um so yeah honestly i think this movie is really interesting that's why we started off with it for our first media review because mm. i think it's the most undercredited movie when it comes to actual scientific theories you know what i mean yeah, yeah. It, it is it, like in the technology that's in the in the movie in all of the situations they find themselves in there's so much theoretical physics that it's kind of insane yeah it's right. a it's a sci-fi movie right, right. It's, of course it's, it's futuristic it's set in 2070s i believe mm-hmm. yeah but and obviously the technology is more advanced Mm-hmm. But the theoretical physics that is there in the movie that they use and the math is actually pretty uh, consistent with, with uh, what we have right now. And mm-hmm. I want to mention, so, the reason it's so scientifically accurate is because the director, Christopher Nolan, mm-hmm. he actually, he compiled real scientific data to, you know, compile the models of what we're going to talk about. For example, black holes, wormholes, all this stuff that I actually was, I was honestly so surprised when I saw it. I was like, whoa. You know, yeah, like yeah, somebody yeah. could think of that, and I was, and I was so shocked. And he actually used what scientists have discovered throughout the years to make this movie, and mm-hmm. that's really interesting. Um, so basically, in the beginning, they're kind of in this like uh, post-apocalyptic time period where the Earth is in like an eternal dust bowl drought type thing. It opens with people recalling better days. You know what I'm saying? Right. Mm-hmm. And how they have to flip plates over on the table in order for them not to get dusty. But basically, there's a super large shortage of food. Mm -hmm. The government has cut funding for NASA. And um, one of the things that struck me as interesting was that uh, there's conspiracy theories today even that the Apollo 11 landing was fake. But that's like something that's widely accepted right. in their time. You know what I mean? They teach did that. Did they in say school. it was fake, or did they say it was literally just to pour money into the military and like? It was so basically. Murphy took in a Murphy's the for her show and tell. Yeah, she yeah. In a textbook that her, exactly uh, that her dad owned, and her dad was um, a pilot for some crafts for spacecrafts, mm-hmm. right? And this book was a uh, the teacher called it outdated, and she took a book away and she called this her dad, and she was like. Um, we can't have you have Murphy like showing this book. And the reason was because it showed that the Apollo landing was actually true. Mm-hmm. Right. And they didn't want to show that to their students. They were trying to teach yeah. the opposite. They were trying to, they, they basically taught the kids that the Apollo landing was a, uh, a scam to get Russia to pour money into the, their space program. Right. Yeah. Even though space travel quote unquote wasn't possible, but now NASA has been completely defunded. And, um, the main character, uh, Cooper and Murphy stumble upon this um, kind of like underground base for NASA and they meet a doctor who's been working tirelessly to try to save humanity and basically his whole he has two plans plan A and plan B right and plan A revolves around actually sending um, people up to distant plants in this wormhole that they had discovered to mm. see if they can find another habitable lo- location to move people and then plan B was just was, taking like 
eggs of yeah. humans. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Fertilize like, eggs and, s- and actually creating a whole new population. So that if we plants. don't live on, at least our genes will. Exactly. Yeah, yeah exactly. Um, what was interesting to me was that they never really explained the wormhole, but they kind of explained the the beings that put the wormhole there. They called them, like, the others or something. Like, like basically they, they just yeah. referred to them as they throughout the world. Yeah, yeah, like yeah. them. And yeah. they, they explained them as, like, a group that could travel through time like we do space, but and not but space like we yeah, do time. Yeah, and we so, see three visible dimensions. They said those, they, and we're going to refer to them as they, too, because yeah, we, we don't know who they yeah, are, exactly. yeah. And they said they could actually travel through five dimensions, and that, that and being... And time, you know, we, only, we can only travel through time in one direction, right? Forward into the future, right? Yeah, we can't control it. But yeah, they, they, quote unquote can travel through time as if it were a physical dimension, as if I were I were to walk right. and that forward, backward, sideways, the fourth whatever. dimension out of those five, and the fifth was allegedly gravity. Right. Right. But we'll get more into that later in the movie. So, first, first of all, they started by going up. First, I thought, I just want to mention it, I think TARS was really cool. Uh, yeah. <laughs> oh, the, the robot? Yeah, the yeah. robot thing. I thought, I thought TARS was... R two D two upgrade. No. Yeah, exactly, exactly. <laughs> yeah, I thought it was he was fun. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right. Um, I think, yeah. So like, skipping ahead because the beginning of the movie is not as science filled. It's not based. It's more just plot. Uh, I think the first instance of science, really, is actually the wormhole itself. Right. Because how they discuss the wormhole, was, you know, when you look when you think of wormholes, I'd say ninety percent of people will just think of a hole in space. Right. Right. Yeah. But, people don't really know what. Yeah. To look. But for then to, Interstellar like, showed it as a sphere, and I was like, hold on. That doesn't make sense. But then they explained it, right? And they explained it as... Because to us, to, in diagrams, you only see things as two-dimensional, right? Mm-hmm. On a piece of paper on a computer screen. You don't right. see things as three-dimensional. So because a wormhole is supposed to fold the fourth dimension, right, to get you into new places, since we can't absorb the fourth dimension, you have to think of it as one dimension higher than you actually see it, right? Mm-hmm. So that's why it's a sphere. And I, I was mind blown on that. That's where I really realized. So it's a well, basically, pole. it's taking you from one place in the universe, universe instantaneously to another place. And there's a lot of theories behind that, like the black hole, white hole theory. Yeah. There's just the time fold theory where mm-hmm. they people think that um, wormholes act as a crumpled up ball in space time. Some people think that somehow, well, you know, everything in the world has a yin and a yang. Somehow a black hole, which sucks things in, and a white hole, which spits things out collided and you have this like you have a wormhole yeah. i personally well, don't think didn't that, they didn't I they explain it in the movie theory. as if it were like if the universe was a piece of paper right and you draw two dots on the piece of paper and then you fold the paper uh-huh. and stick a pencil through where those two dots are and right. the paper supposed right. to represent space this paper supposed to represent space dimension mm-hmm. and so once you're folding it you're creating that entrance to another galaxy and they they said that wormholes are not a naturally occurring thing. It's something right. they, had by them. Them. Yeah. Right. they had yeah. to put it in. Yeah, they had to put it. So there. that's why. I, and honestly, I don't think it's natural creator than anything. I honestly, we don't know. I don't. We don't know. There's no, there's no yeah. way for us to and know. Like personally, I don't believe in them. I think it's kind of just a real stretch when it comes to that type of stuff mm-hmm. because we have absolutely no evidence of it. But and especially that white hole black hole thing. Like, I think that's just... yeah. The white hole black hole theory. I personally disagree with it. I don't think. White holes are theoretical, basically. Right, yeah, yeah, of course. But I don't think that that would create a wormhole. Mm -hmm. But the concept of a wormhole was so beautifully represented in that movie. Yeah, like the spherical idea. Down to the... 
to the spherical distortion. Uh-huh. That was insane to me. I don't know why. I don't know why, but that just struck me that like, and the hand, you remember the hand? Yeah. Oh, that, yeah. That, that See, also... that's where I'm going to say there's a lot of things in this movie we cannot explain, especially the ending and that hand part. We can't really explain it. Right. Because. Right. But it's a, the way that they made everything in the end just come together. They made it come together so nicely. They just wove it all together. That was just amazing for me. That's what really put that movie. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay, yeah. But I mean, it was kind of like. It was, the end wasn't as it was like oh love is it transcends all of okay the yeah the, that's what I was saying like, the end that was, was it, it wasn't ended. as yeah it was a it Hollywood, was a Hollywood ending, ending obvious because it's a movie right you want you want some entertainment right, but factor to it but actually after they exited the wormhole that's where it got really scientific and that's where we can start talking about relativity because that's where they started talking about the planet that orbited the black hole and how gravity oh, yeah. affected time right because here's the thing the planet was next to Gargantua which was the black hole mm-hmm. that they named yeah and. Of course, if you're next, if you're orbiting a black hole, the gravity is really huge, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, it's way past what Earth would be because you're been getting pulled in by such a massive force. But actually, that's not something. It wasn't getting pulled in; oh, yeah. it was orbiting no, no. it. Well, just so you know, like basically, they were trying to go through that wormhole and find all these planets and see which one was like habitable for humanity. They had sent to go. people there yeah. before. Yeah, they'd sent people there before. They had beacons on each planet, and that specific planet's beacon never turned off. And the beacon was yeah. only there if the scientists had declared that it was habitable. If they thought it could be habitable. Yeah. Right. So that's so, why. Well, apparently, one of them thought it was habitable, right? And then, no, they or... the, the the dude drowned on impact. But the one one line that's that uh, stood out to me was that the guy. It, it was like 10 years. They had sent them 10 years prior, right? Mm-hmm. It, they said that, well, seven hours on that planet is an hour in space. That guy must have landed 30 minutes yeah, ago. Yeah, so I think we should explain relativity to try to oh, understand yeah. that. So Remember, basically, that was insane. Yeah. The reason this works out is because um, of relativity. And how that works is, I'm just going to say an example. Let's say one person was at the top of a mountain. And actually, if... We might have an episode on relativity as well, and I'll say this again, but mm. this is a really good example. It really helps us understand it. Let's say there's a dude on top of a mountain, right? Mm. And then there's somebody on the surface. And then there's another guy, and he had a watch, okay? And that watch had a just um, a photon just bouncing back and forth on the wall, right? Each bounce was a second. Now, if that guy is falling from space, and a guy on a mountain and the guy on the surface was looking at it, the ball would be moving in a zigzag motion, similar to how a ball would move if some if somebody's watching from the outside of a guy bouncing on a train. Right. Because yeah. to the guy on the train, it's bouncing at a standstill. Yeah. But on the guy outside, it's bouncing in the zigzag motion. So that's how the light would look, right? Or the, the photon. photon. Mm-hmm. The photon. So now think about how gravity works on planets. As you get closer to the surface, you'd accelerate faster because gravity's pulling you down harder. So the person on the mountain, the photon has less time to bounce between each between the walls mm. and as you go down there's more time for the photon to bounce because there's more it's going down faster so that that means that technically on the mountain time goes faster now on earth it's the smallest it's very slight and we, we prove it because we yeah. have like we've proven it because like if you send an atomic clock up into space and you have an atomic clock down here and they're like synchronous you have to like you have to keep checking it every now and then because mm-hmm. they'll actually mm-hmm. like differ in time by the slightest like nanoseconds time Mm -hmm. right yeah so but essentially the point of that was time is relative to the speed of light and when you're around a source of massive amounts of gravity time or light travels in a curved path which makes the speed of light 
slower, slower, essentially. And what that does is slow down time when you're around right. an object of immense mass, immense gravity. And that was that was the kind of the point in the beginning of the in the beginning of the movie. He gave his daughter a watch and said, "Hey, by the time I come back, we might be the same age. You never know." Yeah, exactly. And like that's also what happened on the planet that was orbiting Gargantua, right? The gravitational force of such a massive black hole was able to alter the frequency of light so much mm-hmm. to the point where seven one... years outside was equal to one hour on the planet. On the planet. Exactly. Yeah. And that's that's where you that's where I like what you mentioned. Because the person that landed there ten years before, technically, only landed there like one hour and something minutes before. Exactly. They, yeah. yeah. So the person died literally an hour and something minutes before they landed on that planet, even though to them, that person was sent 10 years ago. Mm-hmm. So that's such an interesting concept, and that's where this all came together as, like, that's where I was, oh, shoot, this movie is really scientific. Because mm-hmm. yeah. I didn't understand it the first time I watched it, but once I started researching all this stuff, it really came together that way. The truth really is more interesting than fantasy, isn't right. it? Yeah. And it's, honestly, the way that they depicted it, where the black hole wasn't pulling the planet in, but it was able to alter the time on such a massive scale, that's probably far-fetched. You it's know what probably I mean? going to pull it in. Yeah. The fact that a planet probably cannot orbit a black hole in that way. And actually, that's where I was confused. I was like, okay, wait, if the gravitational pull if <laughs> yeah. the, is so strong, how are they able to walk, right? Because it should mm-hmm. just pre- crush them. Then I researched it. And actually how it works is because the uh, planet's not actually being pulled in by it and it's actually orbiting it, they actually stated in the movie, I didn't even notice it, but apparently stated that the gravity is only 130% times that of Earth's. So it's not that much stronger. But the reason is because the planet's not being pulled in by it. It's orbiting the black hole. Hmm. Oh, okay. Yeah. So if so, it's, so the time the time gap isn't created by the planet's orbit. It's created by the black hole itself. The mass. Yeah. Because it's such a, a massive object that's hmm. in the center of the solar system and that with that yeah, yeah. that's just it like, just distorts space time that much that it makes yeah the exactly because you the, yeah. the speed of light yeah that mass is just dis, like distorting it but it's not that pull that's actually really causing the you know the time difference right and that's why that's why it's called an event horizon right the edge yeah. of a black hole now we don't know what happens when you actually go into a black hole you can't know so because that's that's one of the most interesting concepts for me is the unattainable point in theoretical physics where every law applies at the same time except no law ever applies at all. Singularity. 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 It's such a it's such an abstract concept. He or Cooper achieved so basically the 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 doctor in the beginning who was supposed to be figuring out um who was supposed to be working on an equation for plan A, he Apparently, he quickly realized it wasn't possible. Right. He he realized very fast that it wasn't possible. Actually, he Wait, didn't realize. Why it. was that again? Or? He he didn't realize it. He um, it was Murphy that had told him, and then he was like, and then that's where it really hit him. Like, oh shoot, this isn't. Yeah, possible. he he knew it wasn't going to happen unless he could see inside a black hole. Right. He because right. he wanted to turn constant. back time. Actually, that was he he wanted to find a way to go back in time to see his daughter again. That's actually one reason he was willing to lodge himself. He said that sometime in the movie. Um, And also, I think it's interesting that actual the way the black hole looked, now, it's actually decently accurate compared... Now, we've gotten a picture much later, like a few years in the future. It it doesn't have that ring around the center, and I I think I know where they got that. And the reason that looks like that, and the reason they were able to predict that kind of well, is because 
the light, it's black holes absorb light, right? So mm-hmm. it's the light is traveling into the black hole at such a high rate that it can't absorb all of it at once. So the the light actually gets like stuck around the sides of it that it's trying to pull in. So that's why yeah. you see a ring of light around it. That's why the actual black hole picture that we've gotten by NASA, you can go check it out and just yeah, look it up. Yeah, it's just like a ring, it's around, just a ring around, around just a black hole. Yeah. Like, right, and that, that distortion, that is where time distortion starts. So in reality, you're not seeing the black hole. You're just seeing the light around it. Yeah. It's impossible to see. Yeah, you can't. There's, there's what, obviously, to see anything, light has to bounce off of it and it's come like to saying eyes, It's but... like saying that you see a hole. You don't see the hole. You see the bottom of the hole, you see the walls of the hole, you see around the hole, but there's no way to see a hole, right? Right? That's exactly what a black hole is. You can identify it as a black hole because it has that distinct event horizon. It has that, that distortion of light around it. It has those rings. Some of them have quasars, but there is no way to see inside a black hole. Right. Um, so now talking about like how when you went inside the black hole this is where it gets super abstract like i said there's absolutely no way to prove yeah. any of this is true like from from what we've talked about so far relativity and our the picture of the black hole has well, kind of like proven most he, of it he goes inside the black hole and this is where it it's it gets a bit far fetched cuz if you realistically were to go like into a black hole you'd be ripped to shreds you'd probably die Right. Yeah, mm-hmm. um, but somehow he survived. He got onto the other side, and he got into a plane where there was five five dimensions. dimensions. But actually, he was in a plane of those five dimensions. But apparently, they created a three dimensional world for him, right? Right, and he he was able to move up and down the bookshelf, right, through time, through time, but not yeah. through space. He was stuck behind the bookshelf, mm-hmm. and right? He was able to move like like them, right? And the thing is. That, that was kind of sad, you know, the whole, back to the whole, like, love thing. He was telling himself not to go using Morse code. And that actually tied to back to the beginning of the story. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. He was that pushing stuff back. off the bookshelf. Because he moved back in time to when, to, like, the beginning of the story when they were about to leave. Mm-hmm. When, mm-hmm. Like, and he tried to, like, message himself, don't go. And then in the very beginning, you remember, like, there was... A, a sort of Morse code type message. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they did it with the sand received. first, and yeah. then they had it with the books. And right, so this is getting like really abstract. There's no way we could prove any of this. But I want to talk about something that might is probably also not true, but it's something interesting. What about gravity being the fifth dimension? What do you think about that? What was what was the actual like science behind that? Or basically, what they were trying to say is gravity is the one thing that can travel through all other dimensions. Meaning, okay. So basically, when remember in the beginning of the movie, they they that's how she saw the message the and he found the coordinates for the NASA station. Right? Yeah, they, it was through gravity, and the mm-hmm. gravity had made those like sand. It mm-hmm. had yeah. made the Morse code for the uh, coordinates. So, I I I don't personally believe it. I think it's a little far fetched. It doesn't make much sense. I think gravity is a is a component of of our dimensional world. Yeah. Because if you look at a fourth dimensional plane, gravity can't exist. Gravity quite literally is just the effect of ma- objects of, with, with mass bending space. Right. And, and that's, and that's and all theoretical too. The fact that it can be exhibited on us in that sense just kind of sh- disproves the fact that it is the fifth dimension because we shouldn't be able to actually interact with the fifth dimension yeah. or have any evidence of the fifth dimension. But the fact that we have evidence of gravity in our world kind of disproves that. So I think it was a little far-fetched in that sense. Mm-hmm. But but then again, like, they went farther at that point in the movie than 
any of our science actually did. So I think it's commendable to some extent. Like, hey, right. no one knows what happens when you go behind a black hole, but... Mm-hmm. You know, it's, I, I it's think good they did a to good be... job of like showing something. Yeah, right? exactly. Yeah, of course. Like, just to just to intrigue us a little bit, intrigue the audience a little and, bit. And and basic string theory states that everything is traveling through kind of like a, a thread on space time. Mm-hmm. And I thought that was cool that they they didn't make the objects objects, but rather threads in the singularity yeah. world, mm-hmm. right? Like right. the books were all strings, and he was able to pluck the string, and the book and fell. Yeah. Right, so they could control everything, like even the watch. That was a string. Mm-hmm. Oh, um, that was weird. Yeah, yeah. I don't. Mm, that's where it got a little weird. But then again, it's it was a Hollywood ending. They they tried yeah. to do yeah. the how, how, did, how did he get out of there again? Or he literally blacked out, and he woke up in a world that like it looked like yeah, the, and the that, streets that were that like was, a loop. That was next to Saturn. Yeah, he went back through the wormhole. Basically, yeah, he but went, how? They didn't show. They didn't he show. literally blacked out. Yeah. <laughs> Hollywood ending. Yeah, um, exactly. But, yeah, and actually, the reason that the, he appeared back, and it was like, I think he was apparently, allegedly 123 years old. Mm-hmm. The reason, because now he was literally inside the black hole for a really long time. And it's the ba- it's the same principle as, you know, being... And actually, I don't think inside the black hole count. It was around the event horizon when they had to circulate around it, you know, to drop him into the black hole. Mm-hmm. Same with TARS. In that time, it still counted as, you know, that same principle where one hour couldn't... It was probably more time than seven stops years. Right. At the yeah, event horizon. time stops. Right. Because light can't Yeah, escape. so, like, when they're, on the, when they're, like, around the horizon, before they actually reach inside the black hole, that's where it stops, right? But before that point, it was, you know, t- time was ticking. I think you just made an interesting point where we keep talking about equals MC squared, Right where energy is equal to the mass times the speed of light squared, why can't we travel at the speed of light? Because we would have an infinite mass mm-hmm. at the speed of light, mm-hmm. right? But what if we could slow down the speed of light? What if we could bring that down to the point where but then yeah, didn't have... The speed of light's a constant. That's right? what you do when, when not. you have an object of that, massive gravity. Exactly. But that has the same effect on you. That's what, so happened, then... at, that's what happened at the event horizon. Yeah. So, it, yeah, it couldn't happen to us because we would be torn... We would be crushed into an infinitely compact little ball... But that's an interesting concept still. Right. But, yeah, that it, the chance that we could actually travel at speed of light, and that's allegedly how we're supposed to time travel. I'm putting in quotations because it's, yet again, a theory. Mm-hmm. But that traveling at speed of light is how we're supposed to time travel, and that's another reason that that form of time travel is kind of disproved because traveling, a human traveling at the speed of light is basically impossible. Yeah. Did they? But time dilation is theoretically possible though if you travel close to the speed of light technically time slows down pretty considerably for you while time goes on for everyone else and then Mm -hmm. you could end up depending on how long you travel you could end up like you could end up living maybe a couple years when the world around you has lived hundreds did they go at the speed of light in the movie because i remember they had to get to that thing okay because i know they they used concepts like cryosleep yeah that's actually how they I mean, actually, the main character, Cooper, he didn't do cryosleep because one person has to be there to wake everyone up, right? One person. No, has they, to... they set clocks. Everybody did cryosleep. He just went to bed later. Wait, everybody. wasn't Matt Damon in that movie? Yeah. He yeah, was what did, what did, yeah, what was the whole point of that? Like, Basically, I mean, that oh, was, was just, that was just, just evil. Yeah, that was there for the plot. <laughs> yeah, make yeah, he was just like, um, he, he put his signal on and then he didn't set a wake-up date for his cryosleep. And so they went to go wake him up. And when they woke him up, he tried to, like, kill Cooper and take cooper's spot off because he's he's like there's no way anybody's living here let's just go back to earth 
He just wanted to get back. Oh, right. Yeah, he, right. he was just scared. So, um, he actually lied. But I mean, and he, he said it was habitable just to make them stay. And then right when... Just to make sure he got, he got rescued, Because right? the atmosphere, yes. you couldn't breathe in the atmosphere. It was way too cold. Right, but then the re- and they they noticed that, and then he was like, actually, there's a surface, and that surface would be habitable. But then there wasn't a surface, and that. But then it, that was that had nothing to do with the science of the movie. Right. That was just there to give a villain, right? Yeah, Hollywood. Okay, but do you think humanity will eventually have to have to leave Earth to actually like? Oh yeah. Go find okay. It? Um, I there's some people might think that like, um, Zagros. I think you mentioned before mm-hmm. the podcast started that. There's a point where we, we would be dead by then. You said right that mm. we'd probably be dead by the time that happens. But oh yeah, yeah, but we would I, be dead. I think but... that like there would be some point because like for example, let's say it was starvation. They knew beforehand, right? If it was starvation, it'd be starvation. If it were some sort of catastrophic event that like the the dinosaurs, for example, it, oh, it could be yeah. bad. If if everything went perfectly, which Frankly, it's not. But if everything <laughs> went perfectly until the point we where don't Earth kill is each not other, habitable anymore. Yeah, no, if if we don't kill each other, there is going to be a point where our sun dies, it expands, it swallows the oh, earth, and then it contracts and, and gonna, it explodes. Yeah. I mean we'll be dead long before. Oh yeah, <laughs> yes, for sure. That's like obviously. that's like four billion but, years down the line. Yeah. We're gone before but, then. Okay, if talking about something other event, we'll probably be able to sense it. And do you ever think we'll be able to have the technologies to fully evacuate Earth? If we are able to send something like starvation or like, you know, global warming, if it ever reaches that point. I mean, we would, we would have to, first of all, look at the problems that we have right now and solve them. As Zagro said, everything has to go perfectly until the point where we literally just can't live on earth anymore. It's inevitable. Yeah. But how far we get depends on us. Honestly, I think it's realistic what they did with like the fertilized eggs, like it's not. It's yeah, not a bad idea you, at all. If we can't go, at least like, like send put our species there. Right? I, I'm sure I mean, we literally reach they'll Mars. They'll figure it out. <laughs> I, I mean, <laughs> yeah. I'm Mars might be habitable. We don't know yet, right? But like, I'm sure we'll find a way to reach some habitable planet at some point. Well, our, there's there's the possibility of Andromeda. Oh, and right. Unfortunately, we don't have the others. That's to the galaxy like a wormhole. There. Right. Yeah. Yeah. But isn't Andromeda gonna crash with Milky Way? Like. They actually, they're they're on a collision course. Yeah. There was actually a planet found really far away. I'm pretty was it in the Andromeda and it I was think, habitable. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean they they I think they detected water. Um, yeah, and water that, and atmosphere, right. all the things that make a, a habitable class planet. Right, and it was in the habitable yeah. zone, which is like the zone in a solar system where you think the temperatures, you know, decent, yeah, decent yeah. Mm-hmm. enough to live in. So, so, at what point do you think we should make plans like dip? You know what I mean? Like, whoa, I where should we? It, I mean, okay, I think if, in a hundred thousand years we should be out of here. I feel like that's a really just like by the end of a hundred thousand years we should be. That's out a of shot in the dark estimate. I feel like oh yeah for sure it is to, a shot in the dark. We estimate. have to know <laughs> some like, yeah. we like, have to like have some distinct evidence that the world's gonna end like starvation or go warming. But in the end there could be something like uh, overpopulation. But okay yeah that works. That's, we're getting there. We're getting there actually. But like for example just. In, what if it's like dinosaur extinction where freaking asteroid hits? That would be sad. Don't we have? I mean then yeah, you won't really it, have it any be... time to do it. No, but like Bro, the even then, would be like what, round we, two. We another one. <laughs> we actually have like considered that situation where an asteroid comes, and then there's like, we're we're actually putting together ways to sort of get around. That. I mean, yeah, can... but we can't even put together ways to deal with a pandemic. Okay, <laughs> yeah, that's true. Asteroid. That's true. Yeah. I mean, we can sense when an asteroid's coming pretty long time before it actually hits. But if it's an asteroid big enough to completely end Earth, it would it would cause damage before it even hits the 
Earth, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. If you, it's basically like an, a giant moon in a way. It'll mm-hmm. just the waves will be crazy. It's just like it'll cause huge catastrophes. Yo, thank Jupiter hits. though. Jupiter is actually like taking a lot of the asteroids like for yeah, us that are coming in from asphalt. the Kuiper Belt. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But it is a far-fetched story. The Interstellar 2070 definitely not. We're chilling. You know what I'm saying? We're still alive in 2070, but hopefully, hopefully. probably not gonna have warp speed by 2070. Yeah, I think yeah. But that'd be kind of. I sick. still think it was yeah. So like we we decided to discuss the movie not because we think everything it will happen, but because the principles that they based it all on was it's actually, really interesting. oh yeah. And if you compare it to all other big, relatively scientific movies, like I'm not talking Star Trek, Star Wars, where you go into different galaxies with different aliens no like the if martian? we look at yeah the martian if we look at ad astra uh none well the martian was more than ad astra or the arrival but, that was a good one too yeah really? the martian's yeah. probably like the most scientifically accurate like but that's because it's not super far-fetched. but there's nothing yeah. there to be far-fetched right that's it's like that's like Mars. 10 like, 15 the, years the in biggest the, yeah. science in that movie was when they used the gravitational slingshot yeah, they oh, use right. Earth's orbit to but throw themselves back to Mars. Yeah, but like that's childish Gambino. Gravitational, <laughs> gravitational slingshot has been tested as a theory. It's possible yeah, it's been sure. calculated. So yeah. There's really nothing far fetched in that movie. But like something like The Arrival, which is a movie about an alien arriving. But I think it was the best representation of an alien. If you haven't watched it, you should watch it. Have you guys watched it? I haven't seen The Arrival. Definitely no. watch it. It's I think it was the best representation of an alien. In I think movie. Monsters vs. Aliens was. Oh really? <laughs> wow! Not, not, not Megamind? No. Oh, dude, Megamind was kind of crazy too. Yo, Megamind was was a G. I like that guy. But yeah, I mean, I, it's just there's such a big market for that in Hollywood. But unfortunately, people don't understand. Like in Ad Astra, they focus more on like people shooting at each other in space and monkeys jumping on astronauts right. and ripping them to shreds rather than the actual phenomenon of an electromagnetic pulse that can wipe out the entire earth like that is such a scientific concept you couldn't go yeah. into that you know what i mean but the interstellar okay th- with what with was the guy aliens, what was the director's name christopher nolan christopher nolan, christopher yeah. nolan. good job my man I that mean, was he's perfect. made some amazing movies yeah Inception. exactly he made that too. He made Inception. Yep. Oh, okay. That was yeah. Him. Christopher Nolan, you're doing great. Keep it up, buddy. I honestly <laughs> think this was like, I know everyone would say Inception is better, and all critics would say Inception is better, but I think this was his masterpiece. I, I, this is my favorite movie ever, and I think he yeah. really everything about this movie was just so well thought out, right? Mm-hmm. And yes, it had Hollywood parts to it where it definitely couldn't happen, but it was everything in there was thought out in a way that. Like, it really makes your mind work, you know? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Makes your mind Going work. back to the topic of aliens, though, I think, like, if aliens were to find us, most likely they would be super, like, way more intelligent than we are and would probably try to wipe us out and, like, take over our planet. I mean... Okay, but and, I hate the And if we were to... And come on, let, let's be honest. Anymore. If we were to find other life on other planets, you, knowing humanity, we would also try to colonize them. Right. Like, I mean... I, I, okay, and, and, and it would be... It would be... It wouldn't be as intelligent as we are. Okay, so, but... Like, we would just... I absolutely hate how re- aliens are represented in media. Dude, if we saw an alien, they would not look like us. They would not talk like yeah. us. Their language would not be, like... Can you think about it? Do you even think they'll be able to like yes. make a sound? Like they their probably... language could literally just be symbols in midair. What like, if? What if? What, they, if they're what th- if they were us? Wouldn't that be insane? 
like they like they are Clark exact, Kent type, of, type exactly oh. no 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 but not, I mean not laser eyes natural and selection that makes absolutely no sense if natural selection would if it's a different planet why would they look exactly like yeah. us yeah that'd be kind of crazy though but like it would be but natural selection just deems that not possible well extremely statistically unlikely that's the term I prefer. Okay. Um, <laughs> I think we're going to end right there. One in like. So, uh, this was the Wandering Mind podcast. If you like these media reviews. Yeah. You know, uh, go on our Instagram, drop a comment, tell us what else you want to hear about. Um, thank you for tuning in. We'll see you guys next week with more science, more yeah. mind boggling stuff, more reviews, probably. Yeah. And uh, we'll see you guys next time.